Hey everyone, um, this is just uh, um, before this podcast. I just want to give y'all a um, apology for the audio in this episode. Uh, Hill House's audio was um, a little bad, so we used a second um, microphone. Um, so there's obvious audio issues with it. It's not the best quality that we've had, um, but it's completely listenable. So um, rather than just scrapping the episode, we're still releasing the episode. Um, just letting you know that this is not going to be how the podcast always sounds. But thanks for listening, guys. Um, love the support and uh, stay safe, guys. Welcome to another edition of Declassified Cheat Codes Podcast. I am one of your hosts from Good Games, Good Vibes on YouTube, Hill House. And I am Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Place. And uh, we're about to bring it, the newest news to you. <laughs> the stuff you need to know so that you can game uh, to your best abilities. Yeah, we're here to help you folks. It sounds like this is going to be the, the info you need. <laughs> sounds like this is going to be the chillest episode we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, well, I, I started I started that new job last night, so I'm a little relaxed and chilled out and tired. <laughs> so, yeah, man, <laughs> it may be one of those kind of vibes today. <laughs> Welcome back, and we're just vibing here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, um, it's it's been a crazy week, um, and uh, yeah, it has. As far as uh, last week, I finished Last of Us, and I hadn't really jumped into anything else that was really time consuming. I actually considered uh, playing some more PlayStation Four games since I kind of forgot about that console. Um, <laughs> um, I might do that uh, this week, but uh, um, last week. I um, played a new game called Adam. It's not a new game. I'm sorry. I played a game that I've never played before called Adam Venture uh, Origins. And this game is really, it's probably a game you've never heard of. It's a game that's developed by a indie Dutch studio. Um, it was released in episodes on the PlayStation 3. So this game spans between 2009 and 2012 as far as its episodes were released and uh, it in in the xbox one playstation 4 version of it that's called uh adam venture origins it's a reimagining of those three episodes so it's kind of like remastered um and they cut oh, okay. out certain elements and they put in certain other ones to make it like a cohesive game i guess and then that was released in 2016 so this game is a four-year-old reimagining of a game that's over 10 years old um and and i don't want to hate on it too much it's it <laughs> on the surface level this game is bad um it's got it's got a pretty bad uh 
level design and it's got really bad voice acting. Of course, it was probably originally in Dutch, so I can kind of forgive that. But the dialogue is horrendous. The dialogue is some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard. It is every single thing that comes out is cringe. Um, it's full of jokes that would make your dad ashamed. And um, <laughs> it's, it, it's rough. It's rough around the edges. I like that. What are you going to say? I said I like that. I think that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's the thing is this game, if you look up reviews of it, it has solid mediocre reviews because I think a lot of people are trying to defend this game as being actually pretty good for what it is. And then other people are just like, this game is trash because they're comparing it to what it's copying. It is 100% a ripoff of Uncharted or Tomb Raider. It has the... Uh, exploration, you're a person looking for the <laughs> Indiana Jones type character looking for the lost whatever from the Bible. And um, it's got that same type of puzzle mechanic and it has that same type of platforming mechanic. It has the white ledges that Naughty Dog uses in Uncharted and Last of Us where you know how to climb onto things by just seeing the ledges. Um, the only thing is it doesn't have gun combat, so it's like Uncharted without guns and without good writing and without, you know, it's insane budget. Because you can tell that this game is a lot cheaper. Um, so, yeah. so it's really hard to hate on it for that. It does have it does have a good scope of what it is. And it has decent um, imagination in what it's doing. So it's like the departments had different skill sets. Uh, you could tell that the people that worked on this game were not all at the same level of experience or uh, talent. Um, but th there are things in the game that make it um, tolerable. It's, it's not terrible. Like, I am playing through it, and I'm shaking my head at the dialogue. It's really cringe. But, I mean, it's, it's playable. It's really passable. And I think that's why it's getting so many mediocre reviews because it's just it's hard to say it's trash because i've played so many worse games um but at the same time it's 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 really not something you would tell your friends about <laughs> so it's it is absolutely like a three star two and a half star game it's you could tell that there was good intention but you can also tell that um <laughs> there wasn't enough uh either funding or uh talent behind the making of the game uh, something to note, though, is the original PlayStation 3 versions were made in Unreal Engine 3, and the remake that is now on Xbox and PlayStation 4 is in Unity 5. So <laughs> they did totally remake the game in a different engine. So um, I, I don't know how the originals played. They may have been actually better. Uh, this is one of those weird games where you're starting to wonder if maybe it's not an improvement because... The original product maybe wasn't even that good, <laughs> so I might I might check out some YouTube videos of the original version of this game, see if the gameplay and graphics look better. But um, as far as the Xbox One edition that is out, it it is a highly mediocre experience. <laughs> the only reason I even got it was it was on sale for like I think a dollar thirty or something. <laughs> oh wow! But um it's it's a game it's something but um uh, nothing to write home about uh but that's all i played this week as far as 
new games to me. Um, did you play anything? Uh, yeah, I played a game uh, called Getting Over It. And uh, it's a, a game where it's supposed to be based on um, other climbing games. Uh, what was this? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this last week. It's the guy. Yeah, in the yeah. Basically, with the you're hammer, a hammer, right? Yeah, yeah. You're a guy in a uh, in a like a steel pot, one of those old school steel pots, and you uh, you have a hammer, like a pick hammer, and you swing it using your mouse, and you you know you rotate it. You can go down to push up with the uh, the hammer. The hammer can be used to actually help you jump up in order to swing up and grab another ledge. Well, it takes a, it takes a very, very long time. Uh, there are some people, like you were saying, uh, we, you and I were discussing it before, and uh, that have done some really seriously fast speed runs, just crazy speed runs through this. Like thing. under two minutes, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> now I have heard that uh, some people are using touchpads, and those seem to be helping them uh, uh, succeed a little bit better. Uh, I myself have been using the mouse. Uh, a couple of people that I play other games with, they are uh, doing this with each other, uh, against each other. And the first one to oh. climb, you know, the uh, mountain to the top wins. Uh, loser has to eat a Carolina Reaper uh, live online. So it's um, <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some fun stuff about this game. It it. I, I won't lie to you. I played for about a good hour and a half in the same spot, made it up to what's called the chimney. And I think I figured out how to get up the chimney, but then I fell and I was <laughs> trying to swing my hammer to grab something so that I wouldn't fall too far. And I ended up hitting a rock instead, which pushed me out even farther. And I fell all the way to the bottom. And uh, what's cool is the, the developer, the guy who created the game, uh, when you when you don't succeed at uh, uh, climbing the mountain, then what happens is he sometimes gives you words of wisdom, um, a little bit of uh, a reality check sometimes, and other times some you know encouragement. You know, hey, you can keep going. Don't worry about it. It's just a game. You know, if you get frustrated, walk away for a minute. That kind of thing. Uh, it can be extremely triggering, um, but it's fun. It's a really fun game. It's very addictive. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play it more and more. I, I definitely want to see if I can make it to the end. It's probably going to take me a little while because I don't grind out games like that. I'll play it for a bit and then I'll play something else and go back to it, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I recommend it if you're into stuff like that for, for PC. Uh, check that game out, man. It's a lot of fun. It's very frustrating at the same time. Uh, if you are somebody who gets extremely pissed at video games, for some odd reason, uh, I probably wouldn't play it because you might break something. But yeah, if I think you have to have that mentality of the person, the type of person that wants to climb Mount Everest, you know? Yes. Yeah. And doesn't tell anyone about it. It's like for a personal um, a achievement, basically, to feel yeah, accomplished. Yeah. It's that kind of person that would want to play this game. <laughs> I think so. You know, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. It's very. Uh, but it's addictive. Once you start playing it, it's addictive. The graphics are beautiful. I mean, it looks really cool. Uh, and it's very uh, fluid game, man. It's well done. So, yeah, if you if you have the chance, check it out. I'm going to be playing more of it because I definitely want to see if I can get to the top of the mountain. But it's probably going to be something that I do casually, you know, just 
kind of to break <laughs> I just the think uh, mediocrity of all the other games I'm playing. Yeah, so that's the same thing I'm doing. I just think it's funny that they were people sitting down in a room with the character design. Like, this is going to be the person that you play the entire game. Yeah. And it's like, we need him to be able to only use his arms. So, like, what are you going to do with his legs? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what were the choices of that design? Was there flower pots? Uh... <laughs> that would be kind of cool, man. Like, uh, to have some sort of achievements in the uh, game. <laughs> and when you get the achievements, you can have a new skin for your pot. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, and you, you got, you're like, I got the limited edition 2019 pot, and it says 2019 on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, they don't, they don't even have this one anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> it, it is a cool game. Have you played it? No, I've seen people play it. And when I see people play it, it triggers me seeing people play it. It It's rough to watch people play because it's anxiety. And you see people doing something, you're just like, oh, no, nope, nope, nope. And you just see them go through it, and you're just like, no. I think that one of the most frustrating things that I found on that game was when I would try to, you know, I'd get up there, and I'm way up there, man. And, you'll, you know, sometimes you get lucky, and you're just swinging that fucking hammer as you're flying upwards. And it's just throwing you up, 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 and you make it to like, you know, a level that you didn't think you were going to make it back to that quickly. And then all of a sudden, just one wrong move and the hammer pushes you out, you know, and it's just like, no, and you're screaming all the way down, you know. Can, can you imagine playing it with a trackball mouse? The ones oh, with God. big balls. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> you're saying that touchpad is recommended, but if you have one of those mouses with the big trackballs on the top yeah or a trackpad maybe that's what it's called a tracking pad or something is that what it's called the one with yeah. the big ball on it no no no, no i'm talking about what people are using besides oh, trackpads yeah 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 maybe that's what it is but uh yeah i'm, I'm thinking about getting one if it makes the damn game easier <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I just think it's a funny idea for a game. Every time I hear people talk about it, I forget what the game is, even though I've seen it a million times. Like when you just said it, I always think of uh, the Sylvester Stallone movie over the top whenever I hear getting over it. I just think it's like a an arm wrestling game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, this, I know what this game is. Never mind. But, uh, yeah, I can't help but think about that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was hoping to play Grounded this week, but I, I was mistaken. It doesn't come out till I think maybe the week after next. I think it's at the end of the month. Um, I've already pre-downloaded Grounded since in Game Pass you can pre-download it before release. Um, I am excited about that game. Uh, it looks really fun. Um, I know some people might think it looks a little corny, but it looks like the type of game that I wish I had when I was a kid. This is... I've always been intrigued by like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids worlds. Um, so th this game has looked really intriguing since I first heard about it. Cause I was just like, this is like exactly yeah, something yeah. that would be awesome in real life, you know? But <laughs> so I, I'm excited about that game. I have finally downloaded Fallout 76. So we're going to have to actually play it this week. Um, On what? I, oh, oh, Xbox? On Xbox, yeah. So okay. it finally did download. Um, 
I don't know why it took so long to download. That thing is a huge file for a piece of trash. But anyway, um, yeah, I think it's like the fourth largest game I have downloaded right now. But <laughs> it's like Modern Warfare and then shortly after uh, Fallout 76. But um, I, I don't know what's in it. It's, it's why is there why is it such a big file? Like probably the game because of the wasteland content and the other because the the game itself originally it was a huge game because of this huge open world and all this other stuff. But there's, yeah. there was just nothing in it. You know what I mean? I'll have mm-hmm. to download it yeah. so we can play it, dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to make Eric download it too, so maybe we can get a bunch of people on Fallout 76. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because <laughs> we've talked so much shit about Fallout 76. I'm so concerned we're going to enjoy it. <laughs> it's like the thing i talk so much i talk so much crap about call of duty and then when i got modern warfare i'm like god damn it i like this game (laughs) yeah exactly see and i hated all the other ones until until i got this one yeah (laughs) that's crazy yeah i'm so mad that i like that game (laughs) anyway um (laughs) if you don't have anything else as far as games um that we've played or plan or planning on playing next week uh, we can head on to the news. All right. Oh, yeah, it's time for the news, bitch. Okay. So the first thing in news we have this week is the PlayStation 5 has filed some patents on its backwards compatibility. And some people may be upset about this because there were rumors about the PlayStation 5 being able to play every PlayStation console's games, which, you know, they do that every single console. It's not really realistic. It's not really realistic. Um, But the patent is actually specifically saying that they're developing a cloud service that will allow all of those games to be played through the cloud. So what that means is more PlayStation Now games. Um, doesn't mean you can just pop in your old game. This is not a hardware thing. This is a uh, streaming service cloud backwards compatibility. So think about if you're an Xbox user, think about Xbox 360, Xbox One backwards compatibility. It's like that same thing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean you can just throw in an old game. It just means that it's available on newer platforms digitally. Um, so, yeah, that may be a disappointment to people that were trying to upsell the PlayStation 5. Uh, they still have not commented publicly on whether or not what older consoles can be played on it. All they've mentioned is that most PlayStation 4 titles will be um which is really funny because they were going back and forth between all PlayStation 4 or a few PlayStation 4. And they were like, oh, it's going to be over 400 titles on the PlayStation 4, which is going to be, you know, mostly everything that you care about. Yeah. Um, so that being said, uh, they really have not commented on PlayStation, PlayStation 3 or any of that stuff. But I would assume they would probably uh, continue the same business model that they had for the PlayStation 4, where it's everything before the PS4 is, um, you know, everything before the PS4 is being digitally only. So um, no surprises there. Uh, Just kind of disappointing if you were getting your hopes up. So the next thing in news that I have is that 
Sony um, invested $250 million into Epic Games. Did you see this story? Yeah, yeah. I read a little bit about it. So it's really crazy. Um, They invested $250 million into Epic Games. Back in 2012, Tencent invested $330 million into Epic Games, which gave them 40% of the company. (laughs) And there was a lot of people that... This is 2012. I didn't realize that that was that long ago because people have been talking about this up until last year. People, whenever they talked about Tencent and Epic... They'd be like, uh-huh. oh, you know, Tencent owns most of Epic because they ha- got 40% of the shares in 2012. But the thing is, Epic has grown so much since 2012, which is eight years ago now, um, that when Sony invested $250 million, it's only 1% of Epic yeah. shares. Yep. Which is insane. It's crazy. <laughs> That's how much dude. they've grown in eight years. Because the difference between 250 million and 330 million is not that much. No. But the difference between 40% and 1% is insane. Um, Epic is currently estimated to be worth $17 billion. So um, that is mostly attributed to Fortnite. But you have to remember they also have the Unreal Engine, and they've been pushing the Epic Games launcher quite a bit lately, so um, they're really uh, proving to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and it, what's funny is when I originally saw this story, and I saw Sony invest $250 million into Epic, I was just wondering if maybe Sony was you know, considering at some point owning Epic. I was like, that would be really big if Sony bought Epic, because it, it made sense to me, because I was thinking... Sony needs a PC platform because we've been seeing that they've been trying to put their exclusive titles on the PlayStation slowly over to the PC because, you know, Xbox does it immediately. Um, So uh, PlayStation has had this disadvantage of uh, PC players have been waiting forever for the, you know, 8K support, the 60 frames per second support, all that stuff. Um it takes a really long time for PlayStation fans to get it on PC. There's things like God of War that are still not on PC, which is crazy. That game is pretty old now. Um, but that being said, that what I, what I was thinking the title of the article was is completely wrong. <laughs> it just means that Sony basically just you know put in enough money into Epic to say they have 1%. <laughs> I wonder if that's exactly what 1% is. Um because it, it's it's just insane to invest that much and only get a percent of Epic. That yeah. that is just insane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's that's all I really have for the quick news for this week. Um, wasn't really much that I found. Um, what you got? Well, you know, on the same story that you were uh, just talking about um, with Tencent, um, yeah. uh Basically, Tencent uh, also has a uh, streaming platform uh, now that they ba- they purchased. Um, it's called Trovo Live, and uh, they launched this uh, not too long ago. Actually, I believe it was um, just maybe about a month ago, maybe two months ago. Um, Thirty million dollars um, that they uh, paid to launch this. Uh, uh, this platform and it's a streaming platform. Now I went and checked it out because I do stream and I use Restream uh, a lot. I stream to several different places, 
And uh, it's a really cool, easy way to get started as a streamer. It reminded me a lot of a little bit of cut and paste from uh, Mixer, Twitch, DLive, and YouTube all at the same time. And it's like they mixed all the best part of those together and created a really easy to uh, start platform. Uh, it's full of a lot of great content creators and uh, people are, you know, building channels very, very quickly uh, on this thing. So, yeah, man, they spent $30 million on this and it looks really good. I think they're going to give um, a couple other platforms a run for their money. And uh, with Mixer being gone, you really only have uh, the main ones right now that I know over YouTube. Uh, Facebook, which those two are never going to go anywhere. Twitch, which is never going to go anywhere. Um, and also uh, DLive, but now you have Trovo, which I think is going to be a very good competitor for these guys. So, yeah, really cool thing uh, from Tencent. And uh, as much exactly work as they like put Twitch into their stuff. And... Yeah, it, it does. exactly like Twitch and Mixer mixed together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed a lot of different parts from a lot of different things. And, uh, it, yeah, it's really cool, though. But it's very, very user-friendly, very easy to set up. Uh, took me maybe 15 minutes and I was done. So, yeah, you should check it out if you're a streamer. Uh, give it a shot. Might, might as well use some restream. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway. I wasn't expecting it to be a, a uh, what do you call it, a game streaming platform as far as user streaming. I thought you were, I thought it was going to be a, like uh x cloud type thing. oh 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 <laughs> so that's that's why i was surprised that it was um it's like twitch or mixer which yeah, is really yeah, funny because yeah. mixer just closed so. yeah yeah and, and it is kind of crazy that uh uh mixer closes and you know this happens to to go on yeah but um I, it's really, you know, like I was saying though, if you if you want to check out something like that, it it really is a very user friendly platform, and uh, I recommend it 100. percent I've been very happy with it. The uh, I've always streamed on it two days, uh, but first day I got six followers, and it was that that easy. So, yeah, go check it out. It seems like a pretty cool community so far too. I haven't seen any toxicity, but of course it is brand new, so that could happen. But anyway, on to my second piece of news. Uh, yeah, we were talking about. Um, remember, we were talking about a, a, a Half Life game coming out, and then they came out with a VR Half Life Alex. Uh, Valve employees, uh, we were talking about how um, there was rumors about a Half Life game coming out. Uh, then they came out with the VR Half Life Alex. Well, Valve employees actually want to build a full scale non VR Half Life game, and. Yeah. That's, you know, that's according to uh, uh, Jeff Keeley, who works there. But um, the question is, you know, people are asking is, is Valve going to go for that? Because it's probably not going to be a cheap thing to do, especially with, you know, uh, what they could probably create at this point with the uh, technology that we have today. Um, they don't want it to be just VR. They want it to be something that, uh, it will go all across all platforms. So, you know, PC, Switch, whatever, uh, Xbox, PlayStation. And uh, so it's it's kind of cool to see uh, the uh, employees and the designers wanting to, uh, you know, telling the company, hey, we want to make 
the next game. Um, so, you know, instead of just VR, this is something that might actually, it looks like it might actually happen. Now, what I've noticed, though, too, is that uh, if the designers are behind something uh, lately in some of these games, the companies are listening to them because I think that's the reason why, with another story that's coming up next here, uh, that's another reason why uh, some of these companies are putting certain games on hold until they're 100% correct. Because I think the major thing that they're doing right now is they're listening to the developers and the creators of these games and saying, hey, this isn't this isn't what we wanted, it isn't ready. And, you know, by doing that, in turn, they're getting a better product and they're getting better acclaim for these games. So, I mean, Last of Us 2, that was delayed, what, a couple of times? Yeah, but then after the leak, I was just going to talk about that. After the leak, they had to suddenly scramble and say it was going to release in like two weeks after they'd already delayed it another month. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was I think, that was a little bit of a fluke, though, because if they would have been able to delay it as long as they wanted to, then, you know, I mean, right. imagine the couple of extra tweaks they could have done to it, but they could still do that with a, with yeah, a uh, there patch was, or something. There were some bugs in it that were kind of annoying because you know that they wouldn't be in there if they would have yeah. had more time. Yeah. Like, I had my, my clothes would disappear and my character would be translucent a couple times, and you'd have to, like, restart the checkpoint just to get your clothes back on. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's not as exciting as it sounds because they're not animating your skin underneath your clothes. If your clothes is not there, it's just translucent. So it's really annoying when you're trying to look for enemies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, I think that, uh, that you're right that when that leak did come out, they suddenly had to scramble. So maybe they weren't able to complete everything that they were able to, to, they wanted to do on it. But, you know, that's, that's the whole point of, you know, that's like a, cause my next story happens to do with Amazon. And, uh, you know, I've been talking to you and on a couple of streams about new world that's supposed to have been coming out on August 25th. I was going to be doing the closed beta on July 23rd. Uh, unfortunately that's been delayed until spring of 2021. However, they will still have a closed beta on August 25th. And uh, so you're going to be able to do that. What they want is a little bit of feedback. One of the things that I read when I was uh, no, when I was reading about the delay, and I, and I actually found it interesting, and it, it made me feel a little bit better about it, was that uh, if you ha have the game and you're going to be playing the uh, closed beta, you will understand why they wanted to wait and get everything done right. So I, I think that's cool that they're going to let you see what it is that they're talking about. And they're pretty sure that it's going to convince you that, um, that uh, they needed this time in order to make the game correct. Now in the, in the official tweet that they sent out, um, they had the alpha that was going out and they had taken a bunch of input from them and, and listening to what they you know liked about the game and didn't like. And so because of that input that they got, they said that they were going to go ahead and, uh, um, uh, extend the game release date to spring of 2021 because of the problems that these people that were in the alpha found. Now, as I said, they're going to go ahead and they're going to give us that uh, August 25th date. Um, we should be getting emails. They said, 
about uh, when the the uh, closed beta will officially start, and it's going to be in a in a limited time, um, but it's going to be in its current state. So they're not changing anything. They yet because they want to do the closed beta in August, like I said, in order to get more input and find out um, what exactly you know the problems are and try to pinpoint those. Uh, I think it's a good move, dude. I mean, you're looking at, because they've already, uh, this comes two weeks after um, another game that's supposed to be a big one for them called Crucible, and that's a free-to-play right. shooter. Yeah. That one uh, is was sent back into closed beta, um, and it was, uh, I guess it was available for about a month, and then they just said, "Nope, nope, we gotta, uh, we gotta take it back and fix some things." So I think this cautiousness, this, um, you know, um, you know, pinpointing the problems and wanting to, you know, fix the game before, you know, they make it uh, uh, worldwide release. I think it's a good move, it, and it's not hurting anything. Um, there's still plenty of games that are out there, and by creating a better game, I mean, think about it, they're going to make more money. If, if both of these games end up being amazing, which I really think New World is going to be an amazing game, uh, then, yeah, I think this is just a, a good move on their part, man. Delaying it in order to create something great is always a good move. And people should be excited and happy that we have you know, another developer who's doing that so that we do get a great game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the thing is, I think the delays as far as getting a quality game, th that's been happening since uh, a little bit before last year. And it's something that we've appreciated from Nintendo kind of leading the charge on that, where everyone's been seeing that people are okay with waiting on games from Nintendo. So it's making other developers realize that, hey, maybe we should make sure we have a game that doesn't have bugs in it too. Uh, we saw that with Doom Eternal. Uh, Doom was delayed multiple times. Um, Bethesda has not been known for releasing games of quality over uh, over release dates. Like they're way, they've been recently way more into release dates rather than making sure it's quality product. But uh, it's rubbed off on Bethesda. So uh, if you can yeah. turn their colors, you know, then. <laughs> That's a good thing. But I think we're having a effect of that movement mixed with the fact that COVID is destroying um, a lot of teams' initial plans for anything, you know, uh, yeah. whether it is working from home or smaller amount of teams. I've heard of some uh, developers that are doing shifts where when they're going in to work, um, it's like one or two people at a time. Um so it's just cutting back on how many hours they can actually get done, which is, you know, bad for everyone's paychecks, but probably good for the, the crunch of these games because there's always been complaints in the gaming industry of people being overworked, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But at the same time, I think the biggest thing that everyone's worrying about is these live service games. Um, I'm very surprised that Fortnite is still putting out new content. Um with COVID because live service requires there to be always people working on what's coming out next, you know, and those teams, however big they are, um, you know, that they're getting hurt by COVID, <laughs> you know, um, whether it is at work or getting to work or, um, any other aspect of their lives, you know, everyone's getting a trickle down effect. So I, I think that's why we're getting delays is it's a mixture of, yes, we want quality, but at the same time, 
th- those teams are so much smaller. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And Amazon also is is the new kid on the block. So <laughs> that's just throwing another thing into there where they want to look good on launch. They don't want to release something that makes people go, okay, well, Amazon tried, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I just think that, you know, I really honestly think that it's a good move from all these companies. Cause look at some of the quality that we've seen coming out of it. You know, right. when people are taking these delays, it's just a smart move. Cause what do we want, man? We, we want quality games. If we're going to end up, let's say hypothetically, that's something we talked about last week. Um, let's say that they come out and they say that these next gen games are going to be $70 a piece. Now, if that were the case, then you're going to want, you know, what you're paying for. You're going to want your money's worth. So if you're going to be paying $70 for a, a next gen game, then yeah, take your time with it because I want $70 worth of a game. I don't, you know, if I'm going to be paying almost a hundred dollars for a damn game, I want something great. So. I think that's a, another issue that has been brought up is that with the increase of prices of games and with maybe the decreasing amount of money that people have available with um, maybe losing their jobs or getting laid off work or getting cut hours. Um, I think we're getting an effect of people are more cautious of what games they buy. I think it's really hard to trick people into buying a bad game now. And um, I think you have to prove that you have a game that word of mouth will sell more so than ever, you know, because before a lot of these companies like Bethesda and uh, Ubisoft would try to hype up a game real big, put a name you know on it, and be like, hey, you know you want it. It looks really cool, doesn't it? And then if it doesn't sell anything after the first week, they don't care, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't think that exists anymore. I think, y- yes, you can still, the smaller players can still do that, but I think these big third-party developers have to, like earn the respect of the people with the money now and i think that's oh yeah a good change because that means that we're getting quality for the money that we're paying rather than just throwing 60 dollars and hoping we get a good experience you know yeah exactly exactly i agree with you man and i I, it's just to me it's it's a win it's a win for anybody who plays video games because it's going to end up being you know we're going to get a great a great experience with the game that we have you know, so and yeah, hey, look, look at you getting a big topic in the quick news. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> we get so off well, point. <laughs> here's my last quick I mean, piece of news, guys. Too. Yeah, uh, Super Mario <laughs> that was Brothers. My last man. quick news. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Brothers for uh, um, the Nintendo. Uh, yeah, there. You know, it, it three and a half decades. 35 plus years, you know, and uh, this game has been out and it keeps breaking records. Um, a mint copy of the U.S. version of the 1985 game. Okay. Uh, this was going through heritage auctions. This is sealed in the original packaging, mint condition. It's been uh, uh, verified and uh, graded A plus 9.4 quality out of 10. 
sold for $114,000, dude, at Heritage Auction. This is, to date, the most expensive game ever sold to date. Super freaking Mario Brothers, man. $114,000 in a sealed box, in the, still in the cellophane, and it's a particular version of a, uh, a U.S. retail edition that they only produced this particular version for a few months. So it's an extremely rare copy of the game. And uh, yeah, man, somebody made 114 grand off of, of a damn 1985 video game, man. That is just totally stupid sick. Makes me wonder what I could get for my uh, original sealed in cellophane cassette tape of uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. So yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's crazy, dude. Absolutely insane. So yeah, hundred and fourteen grand for a Super Mario Brothers video game, and that's the last piece of quick news I got. Well, since you brought that up, I want to bring up the fact that we never finished talking about a continuing story about three months ago when we were talking about the Nintendo PlayStation prototype. Oh that yeah, was being auctioned off. Um, we did correctly uh, report on the last bid uh, but we never actually reported that the bidding closed um, I did want to add that that thing did end very stupidly um, the winner uh, the winning bid was $300,000 for the Nintendo Playstation which was 200 less than what they 200,000 less than what they were reported uh, someone offered to just buy it from them before they decided to do an auction. So they oh, came wow. out short, which was surprising. Um, and the other they could thing... They had a was, half a bill. Yeah, instead they had 300000 Now, it says that the winner technically paid roughly 380000 for the winning bid, owing to an additional buyer's premium fee attached to the auction. Now, I don't understand quite what that means, but does that mean that if it's sold on, under a certain amount, there was an $80,000 fee. <laughs> there may have been. Yeah. And they, they were insane. able to pass that on to the buyer. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's almost a quarter of the, yeah, that's like a quarter of it. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it increased by like 25% of the price. Like you put a bid down for 300 K and they're like, hey, guess what? You're the winner. But uh, you are, if you wanted to walk away with it, you need to add another 80 K and you're just like, I'd be pissed off at that, but I guess they knew about that. If you're, you know, if you're throwing around $300,000 and are on a heritage bidding website, I guess you are familiar with those extra 80 grand fees. Uh, probably. Yeah. It probably you're throwing around that much money, but 80 grand probably don't matter much. Yeah. You're like, Oh, it's been a couple of weeks. I got another 80. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That wasn't in my notes, but you were talking about heritage, and I was like, I keep remembering that we never talked about the end of that story. But yeah, yeah, that that Nintendo PlayStation undersold what everyone expected. Everyone was expecting like half a mil to a mil, since they were offered a half a mil, and they turned it down. <laughs> that's so that that's crazy. They they turned down half a mil and came up with only three hundred and eighty thousand that's funny so there's one of their kids is not going to college and they know pretty now much. know why yeah pretty much yeah 
I don't know, $380,000 is still a lot of money, but I mean, still. <laughs> That's a it's couple a crazy of cars that they missed out on. That is crazy <laughs> for a fucking console. Wow. One that's just a prototype. I don't think it even like really plays anything. You would have to design things to play for it, you know? Pretty yeah. sure. Um, anyway, uh, let me talk about a few upcoming releases uh, that we have announced. Uh, one is on August 7th. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to the PC for $49.99, which is quite the asking price but i mean it's a new release for pc so they're going to try to get 49 dollars while they can uh this is a game that is probably 10 or 20 dollars on playstation depending on the week that you uh look at their store um but on the pc they're at adding ultra wide support and uh 60 frames per second and when you go into the settings um on the game there are uh like low, medium, high, and ultra settings on the type of playback you can get. It actually says in the settings on this game that medium <laughs> is what is on the PlayStation 4. So that's making everyone wonder, like, how much better every game on the PlayStation 4 would look on the PC if medium yeah. is what the PlayStation 4 was running Horizon Zero Dawn on. Uh, not only is there high and ultra... <laughs> beyond it but you're also getting the 60 frames per second and you're getting the ultra wide support the ultra wide support looks pretty cool if you go look at yes. the uh, preview uh yeah it, it looks pretty awesome with the scenery of horizon zero dawn i may actually have to pick it up on pc you know it's not 50 dollars <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> um but it, yeah i mean if you're if you've been waiting for it and you'd I, there are people out there that ha just have PCs. I understand that. There are people that have probably been waiting for this game to come to PC, not just because they want the better graphics, but because they don't want to buy a PlayStation 4 just to play Horizon Zero Dawn. So I yeah. understand that. I mean, for that person, $50 is probably a good price. This is a quality game. It's going to be the best edition that is available of the game. So, I mean, it, it, it is worth 50 At launch, it was worth, you know... 60 so uh this is definitely worth 50 it's just it kind of is a head scratcher you know with it being out so long but um you know playstation has to get us money um the next thing <laughs> in upcoming releases is on december 24th we actually got a expected shipping date for the atari vcs which is really funny because atari vcs backers have not gotten any type of updates since like the last time we talked about it probably in like february um but now they're getting an expected yeah. shipping date on the 24th of december um for 389 dollars so uh that is that is crazy um we are we are talking about uh series x and playstation 5 maybe having an addition that's around 400 dollars, maybe under 400 dollars. you know the the, whether it's the Lockhart or the discless uh, PlayStation 5, we're talking about game consoles that are going to be playing brand new games next gen that are probably going to be cheaper than the Atari VCS. I mean, maybe not, but it's going to be close, you know? So that that is crazy. Um, a day or two later, after Atari released that announcement, um, Walmart, I believe, posted a release date... Um, a pre-order date for the console and it was in November. So 
Oh, wow. <laughs> they were saying that would be available like on November 24th or something. I didn't have the exact date, but I do know it was like Black Friday. So that that's even more interesting. That means not only is the Atari VCS trying to be relevant or, I mean, compete would be a, a, a hard word to give it, but be relevant <laughs> during a next-gen launch. But they're trying to be relevant on Black Friday at Walmart. This this is just this is all just poor planning. If the Atari VCS wanted to try it all at uh, being anything, they should have released last year. It would have been the last year before the next gen. It was the only time that you could maybe get a cash grab from some people wanting to be nostalgic. Yeah. But the thing about the Atari VCS is it's got the nostalgia factor. It can play Atari games, but they decided to throw in a bunch of brand spanking new high def graphics, make it something that is actually useful is what they were trying to do, but it has been delayed so much that now it's irrelevant. So it's their own fault that they started in a generation that was very long. They started in the Xbox PS4 uh, generation and they had plenty of time to release a console that could compete with those as far as what it could do. And they're going to release it right when next gen comes out, which makes it 100% irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they shot themselves in the foot with this one. Um, even if they released it today, it would be a hard sell because people would know that yeah, within a couple of months, they're going to have to buy a PlayStation 5 or Series X. So, True. It, it, yeah. they've. I mean, they shot themselves in the foot once they let 2020 come and they did not have the Atari VCS ready. For the shelves. So, um, if you are looking for the Atari VCS, if you're a collector of consoles that failed, <laughs> I would highly suggest waiting on this because I guarantee you, when Walmart puts these in their shelves, within about three to four months, it's getting marked down either half or more oh, than yeah. half. <laughs> I doubt many of these are going to sell at three eighty nine. I guarantee you, people are marking these down very quickly because. No one is going to buy this if a Series X or PlayStation 5 is on the same shelf. Uh, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, this is something that could have been cool. Um, I would have always doubted, but it really could have been cool. It's something that uh, they could have done right. But, I mean, I wouldn't have supported it even if I was aware of this uh, Kickstarter when it was available. So, um yeah, uh, more sad news for Atari VCS supporters. Uh, sorry about that. Um, and uh, that's all I got in upcoming releases. Um, you got some news to close us out with? Yeah, man. Uh, just a couple of quick ones. Um, these could have been in the quick news. Um, there's been oh, a no, lot of... Everybody has seen a lot of uh, um, things going on in the gaming community right now and uh, the industry uh, with... Uh, from people being banned uh, from different uh, streaming platforms to uh, uh, development companies and executives uh, having to step down uh, because of uh, sexual and abuse allegations that are going around. And uh, once again, it happens to another company. Um, there's been uh, multiple uh, executives from Ubisoft that have stepped down because of abuse allegations. And one of them actually was... Um, the global head of human resources uh, because of what a press release calls the comprehensive work the company is doing to improve and strengthen its workplace culture. Um, 
and basically it, it says that these people leaving uh, are the result of a rigorous investigation that these guys have done in response to allegations and accusations of misconduct and inappropriate behavior. Um, so they're doing a restructuring. They're doing, uh, so supposed to be making it, um, uh, better and much more, uh, stronger as far as inclusive and as a company and making sure that no workplace abuse happens. Uh, there was a, uh, a report that came out, and this this happened because of a report that came out in a French newspaper um, called Liberation, uh, exposing a toxic work culture over there. And so uh, then, next thing you know, all this other stuff, uh, and the uh, one of the men who resigned was actually the chief creative officer, um, huge huge uh, uh, position over there. And the CEO and co-founder is temporarily stepping uh, into that position um, in order to uh, keep the company going. So, yeah, man, it's kind of a big deal right now. There's a lot of this going on. I'm sure that we're going to see some bigger stories coming up here soon. But it's something that, you know, honestly, it's something that needs to be talked about because uh, amid a lot of rumors, let's, you know, let's bring into account uh, some of these streamers and whatever have been banned. Uh, Dr. Disrespect is one of them. There's a lot of uh, rumors going around about what exactly he was banned for because nobody's talking about it. And one of the biggest things that I've seen uh, in response to that and one of the most common uh, theories about it is because the reason why nobody's talking is because there's an ongoing investigation, which makes perfect sense. Um, I hope that you know it isn't anything bad, but there's a lot of this stuff coming out right now, man. And there's a lot of things that people are learning. So yeah, that's just uh, um, a bad thing that's happening right now. And um, hopefully they can clean it up and get these companies strong again and going good. You know what I mean? Hey, sorry for the interruption, everyone. Um, I just wanted to put a quick disclaimer here. If you don't want any type of spoilers for Last of Us 2, there are some uh, things we talk about in the next segment that are not huge spoilers, but... They are key points and characters that you wouldn't have known about from just ads. So um, unless it's already been spoiled for you or you've already played the game, um, if you don't want any type of even subtle spoilers, I would skip the next section. Um, there's really nothing else we talk about in the podcast. So um, <laughs> if, if you don't want spoilers, just uh, tune in next week. But um, if you don't care, um, we're going to talk a little bit about one issue that has come up in the game. Uh, one other story that I have, uh, this was something that you and I were talking about just a little bit ago, and I couldn't believe it when I pulled it up. Um, but I've been watching some of the gameplay from the last of us two. And, uh, Abby is one of the characters in the game. And I believe she is the one that you play the most, correct? Um, in the game, <laughs> your player quite a bit uh, let's just say she's a character in the game <laughs> okay well anyway uh, what's going on is abby uh and i noticed this when i was watching gameplay and i thought okay this kind of makes sense with her physique being that they're in the kind of world that they're in you know you would need to be strong and and you know ready to go and that's what this person's physique is now there's been yeah 
actual body shaming going on online about this NPC, this play, this character in a game yeah. where they're actually <laughs> body shaming Abby because she looks, she was modeled. Now, first of all, she, she's big and buff. She, and she could rival a lot of men's physiques. She, she looks really strong in this game. And what happens is this, this, this character was based on a real-life CrossFit Games athlete, Colleen Fosh. And now, now this is your last story, right? Uh, yeah, it's close to the last story. Yeah. Okay, so um, just a spoiler warning. There may be some spoilers here. Uh, if you want to just check out. <laughs> well, I'm can. not gonna see. Gonna I wasn't gonna to, get into the actual story, not, but yeah. Of the game, I do want to yeah, comment on what you're saying, though. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And uh, one of the, see some of the hate comments that are coming through is one of them in particular is that it isn't possible to bulk up in a post-apocalyptic world, and that she must be transgender. Well, she isn't. And basically, it's all this crap and this nastiness has actually spilled over into real life. Uh, the voice actor, her name is Laura Bailey, is actually getting death threats. And the game creators are getting anti-Semitic and transphobic uh, hate mail about this stuff. And basically, it was uh, there's like huge <laughs> negative reviews that are obsessing about her manliness, which is just so dumb. It it just doesn't. It, it is what it goes to show you is this that. In the video game world, this is my own opinion, and this is what I think, and I, I may be yeah. wrong, but in the video game world, you look at a lot of the female uh, uh, characters in these games. Let's say uh, Laura, Laura Croft, okay? She she looks like she could put on uh, an outfit and be a supermodel after going and friggin' raiding a tomb somewhere. Or uh, characters in Overwatch, or female characters in... Well, actually, Overwatch is a bad one because uh, look at Zarya. She's a very strong Russian athlete. Yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of people, discount that, saying Zarya is the. They have Zarya just so that they can do whatever the f they want with the others. <laughs> a lot of yeah, people think it, it's the see, scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they say that she is, and then you look at things like Paladin. Uh, Paladin's, you know, obviously. It was written by some horny teenager or drawn by some horny teenager because every female <laughs> in the game is way over exaggerated as far as uh, body. Yeah, so, and I want to know where the male jiggle physics are in Paladin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the male jiggle physics exactly. <laughs> and but what it comes to to me is what it comes down to for me is that I think that people just they're so used to seeing these over-exaggerated female bodies in video games that they're not used to seeing real female figures in the games. And I think there's there needs to be a lot more of that, especially on both genders. It needs to quit doing the outrageous stuff and just make it look real. Why not? I mean, because we've seen, you know, uh, yeah. female athletes like Abby, you know, people that look like Abby that are you know, th this would make sense in a post-apocalyptic world if you think about it. I mean, yeah, you have to be strong and, and ready for whatever. And, you know, that's just kind of... I could talk an hour about this. My response oh, is so, like so long. Um, so so I, I am going to do a spoiler 
podcast uh, later. It's going to be a bonus episode of the podcast, so I am going to go more in depth. But um, for starters, uh, if you played this game, um, you would know that there are the people that would be saying that it's impossible to get bulked like that haven't played this game because there is a community in this game that is completely capable of providing the amount of protein <laughs> that you would need to bulk up like that. And also they have time on their hands and also war is all they know. Also, there is motivation for why she yep. would bulk up, which I'm not going to go into. Um, there's also the fact that these people I've, you're saying that a lot of people are body shaming her, but I had also seen stories of people body shaming um, all of the female characters, saying that they're all too trans friendly, saying that um, they're all not feminine enough because they're trying to be like woke or something. And to a sense, um, they all do have problems because um, Ellie, the uh, lead of the game, definitely is not like a supermodel or something. She's mostly skin and bones up until this game and this game she does have some muscle but it's a realistic amount of muscle um, it's not like Abby um, Abby though I, I don't I don't understand why people see people who are saying that she's trans also haven't played the game because there is a big thing that makes you not believe that yeah. um, because there is a trans character in the game and it's not her I'm not going to reveal who that is, but there is one that is obviously trans and even talks about it. And it's kind of a story point. Um, So all I can assume is this hate mail is coming from people that have read the spoilers, that have watched gameplay, uh, but not actually played the game. And I think that is most of the negative attention to this game is people that haven't played the game. Um, Now, the people that have played the game and have negative attention... I will also tell you that Abby is the defining factor of if you like or hate this game. Um, I like Abby as a character. I think she is the strongest character in the game. I'm not going to say why, but she is the most developed character. Um, She is the most uh, drive, and uh, she seems to be the most human. Um, uh, There's arguments for why other characters would also be human, but uh, this character is a strong strong character and uh, not just physically um it, it i i don't know i think uh people i've talked to some people in person about this and no one really agrees with me a lot of people hate her as a character and um i i don't think that we're allowed to hate her as a character um when you actually play the game um <laughs> so yeah i'll go more in depth on that at some other time but it, it is kind of weird that she's getting so much negative attention because it's proving the point of the game. Um, the yeah. point of the game is kind of, gosh, I can't even say that. Uh, the point of the game is kind of to huge spoiler. The point of the game is for that. You, they want you to hate her and then they want you to show you why you're wrong for hating her. And that's exactly what the media and reviewers are doing is they're hating Abby as a character and saying that the game is trash because of her and they're proving the point of the creators. And that's all I'm saying is that people have not played the game in its entirety. If they don't understand how hypocritical the statement of saying anything about the game is negative because of her when clearly 
She is the best written character in the game. You can't even argue that. Like, it's not, oh, I, I didn't like her. Well, it's like, okay, well, that's an opinion, but yeah. why did you not like her? And you would have to say it's something like, well, she looked like a man. <laughs> and once you do that, then it's not credible. Um, and and the thing is, it's, oh, man, I, I, I didn't even touch on that. So she doesn't have the same body type through the whole game. That body type of her with those bulked out muscles <laughs> that has been memed is only a certain section of the game. There are multiple sections of the game over multiple timelines, and um, she she's not bulked the whole time. It's realistic because the designers knew when she would not be able to keep that phys- what's the word physique when she would yeah. not be able to keep that shape. They designed her not to. They, they, you could see the uh, atrophy. Um, gosh, am I using solid words I don't know how to say? Um, <laughs> you would see that her atrophy, muscles... Atrophy, yes. Yeah, atrophy. You would see that her muscles would have like uh, degraded over time yes. in certain conditions. And it's really accurate, and it keeps up with it. And once again, these are complaints from people who have not played the game. And, and I don't understand that. And uh, it's, it's really annoying, and I guess it's because the game is so popular... And the leaks even made it more of something to talk about. Um, that people are really just um, being super transphobic about it. When if yeah. you actually play the game, it it isn't that it is not trans friendly because I just said there is a trans character in the game, but it's not her. <laughs> so it's people being super transphobic over a game that they have not played. And they don't understand because they would not, they would notice all these things that go straight against that theory, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's really annoying, and that really grinds my gears about how much hate she's getting because I I completed the game with no spoilers. So when I completed the game, I was like, cool, I can go out and look at memes that everybody's been talking about because I want to know what the memes are that could have spoiled it for me. And to find out that eighty percent of the memes were about Abby. And her body type. I was like, wow, this is really disappointing because none of these people played the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, man. And that's exactly what happens. It's a bunch of trolls out there just trying to get a response. That's all it is. And the thing is, they're not getting a response because I think everyone's agreeing with them. I think the people who are like me that actually played the game and actually appreciate her as a character are such in the minority that they're not even going to notice the trolls. I think the trolls, yeah. it's like speaking to, is singing to the choir, or preaching to the choir. Um, the trolls are just trolling to trolls and the trolls are just agreeing with trolls. <laughs> they're not actually yeah. trolling to the people that they're targeting is what's funny, you know? So that's the, my two cents on that. Nope. And I agree with you, dude. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a damn shame that it came to this. You know what I mean? It's a game. It's just a game. You know, and it, it's just a character in a game. People just need to get over it. Yeah, they need to put a skin of her in the pot <laughs> on getting <laughs> over it. Hell yeah. She got yeah, the arms. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have one last piece of news, buddy. I have one last piece of news. And this is kind of cool, actually. This came out a while back, um, and uh, but I'm just yeah. now seeing it. But uh, I, love, I love looking at stuff that has to do with VR and stuff that they're coming out with that has to do with augmented reality. Um, and one of the cool things that's happening right now in 
VR and uh, augmented reality interfaces is they have a skin which is a uh, lightweight sheet of electronics. Now it sticks to your body in certain spots and it uses a combination of pressure, vibration, and motion to simulate the sense of touch for users. And they're looking at being able to integrate uh, slight differences in temperatures, such as slight little bit of heat and a little bit of cold um, to integrate into this. Now, what this means is that not only will this help with video games, but also things like prosthetics, because what it means is that this they have a way to uh, uh, make you feel uh, strikes and things that you're playing in the game or with a prosthetic uh, piece of equipment. And one of the things that they're talking about is the ability to actually reverse it and use uh, muscle sensations in order to drive parts of the game or the prosthetic. So I think that would be really kind of cool. Let's say you, uh, you, know, you lose you, you know, half of your arm, right? and you need to get a prosthetic, a forearm, and a hand. Well, there may be a way with this kind of technology, uh, with these skins that are sticking to certain muscle points and nerve points in your on your uh, skin, that you may be able to control that hand uh, with just your muscle. You know, So your brain is controlling your muscle, and it may be actually that simple. So these, this could end up being uh, uh, leaps and bounds in both of these industries as far as entertainment and medicine. I think it's... Uh, a really cool thing that they're coming up with, uh, looking at the um, the virtual reality uh, 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 picture that they've created of this these layers. Yeah. It looks like it's about you know a layer you know a, a thing of skin. So it's real thin. It's got like you know seven or eight different layers, uh, electronics and pressure things, and it's just uh, it really looks like a cool thing that they're coming out with. There's not a lot more information on it uh, because, you know, let's face it, VR is still kind of a niche right now. But the fact that they're creating this, this could this could transform a lot of stuff, dude. Uh, not just to redefine the gaming industry, but just the lives of people who use prosthetics because of amputations or an accident or, you know, a... Uh, veteran, you know, just the the things that you're going to be able to do with this, uh, it's just huge. It's just huge. So really cool, really cool thing uh, that's coming out right now with uh, augmented reality and VR. So yeah, man, an actual sensory interface. That's just crazy, dude. That's just crazy. Yeah, that sounds that sounds crazy. It reminds me a lot of the Tesla suit that we were talking about about a year yeah. ago. Yeah, uh, this is almost like an upgrade to that. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing about that technology. Um, the small niche that's actually able to afford that stuff uh, is so small uh, that there's always someone else developing something better by the yes. time there's another one. And it's one of those things where it takes a while for something to get in the mainstream. Uh, same thing we saw in VR is um, there's things like the Oculus Go that has the funding of Facebook so it really can get out there. But there are other people developing uh, VRs that are not PlayStation or Valve or uh, Oculus or um, those are the big ones. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's other yeah. people developing stuff that by the time they have something that's way better than the Oculus, 
Um, there's another competitor that's also unknown making something better than they are. Um, it's just one of those things where to get it out into the mainstream is just so hard because you have to convince the consumer that they need a new version of something they've already, you know, paid an arm and a leg for. So yeah. we're going to keep seeing improvements in this stuff. And we don't have a bodysuit that's mainstream yet. No one's like adopting no. that, you know. It's not affordable but, uh, yet. I mean, that's the, that's yeah, the problem. That's the real it's it's got to be affordable to the, the general market. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited when it is. Um, I hope they make my size. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'd be cool to w- it'd be cool if they made it so thin that you could like wear it under your normal clothes. That way yes. you could use it at all times. You know, that would you could be just cool. be like walking around. And you'd be like, you know what? This place is ugly. You know, you just AR the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like an acid trip. But uh. <laughs> technology has taken us so far that we're just trying to achieve legal forms of drug (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) virtual high yeah we got to get that virtual high that you know the legal one but anyway um yeah is that all we got for a show this week uh that's all i got yeah man okay sweet it was a good show uh good topics good talks uh Thanks for listening. Tune in next week when we talk about cloning and uh, the cloning in you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what cloning <laughs> means for you and how does your penis feel about it? That's that's the, that's the next episode's name. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The ones with the big balls. <laughs> 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 <laughs>